Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast in my head. I am your dashing and riveting host, Jonah D. And I must say, it does not look as if you've done your breathing. That will not do at all. But it's okay, peasant. I suppose I could give you the time to do it along with you. But just so you know, when I do my breathing, I do it twice since it's so nice. Okay, follow along now as we inhale. In, then we will exhale. In again. Ah, much better. So what's going on, guys? What has been happening with you all since the last time that we spoke? I know that over the last eh, two, maybe three episodes of the podcast, we've been talking about some kind of heavy stuff, some real Debbie Downers, or just things to get you riled up. In any event, I thought that this week we would take it nice and slow and cruise our way through this one, all right? So, I asked you guys last week about some double standards that you guys could think of. And I've got about seven, seven, yeah, about seven here. And they're good, but some of them, but they all kind of fall into the same category. So, okay, okay. For example, you know, it's a real double standard that in these first couple, I suppose, will be uh, my own just to kind of remind you guys, because I think I brushed up on it last week. I think I did. But I said, you know, it's not really fair that women get to see some kid walking past them on the street with their parents, and they can go up to them and go, oh, aren't you just the cutest? And the parents will be like, oh, thank you very much. Or they say, oh, what do you say? And then the kid goes, thank you. And it's like, oh, isn't that cute? Let my big black ass go up to some kid and go, oh, aren't you just the sweetest? You're going to grab those kids and run. And then I'm going to get a damn knee on my neck. And I'm going to end up as a face on a T-shirt. So, no, no. I don't want that. But, you know, I kind of understand. All right. I'm not saying that I'm not sympathetic. I get where that comes from. I'm just saying it's kind of shitty. And that's the kind of thing that you tend to notice with these double standards is like, if you really look at where they come from, they, a lot of them do kind of make some sense. Okay. If you can put your own ego to the side, which a lot of people, including those feminist groups, tend to not be able to do that very well. We're taking shots now. So another one, and this is one that was sent in to me. I'll start on those ones now. Um, Somebody said um, assaults. I am assuming that they mean, you know, punching and kicking and stuff and not, you know, sexual assault. I'm assuming. Okay. So they said with this one, uh, it's kind of long. I don't really feel like reading the whole thing. You know what? I don't even have to read it. I'll give my own take on it. Um, Assault. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, I've heard story after story. Of and even if the guy does something, all right, let's let's just say that the guy did something to warrant it, right? 
Woman slaps him right across the face. Dude, we're kind of just supposed to take it. And it's like, a, oh, well, like, what can she do to you, okay? You know, it's not a big deal. Like, you're not supposed to hit him back. Or they say, well, like, it's it would be fair for you to hit them back, but a real man would it hit them. Could you imagine if I said, you know, it would be fair for me to cook my own dinner, but, you know, a real woman would just have dinner ready when I got home. I just, it, it's, ugh. it's crap. It is total crap. But like I said, and this isn't even my own idea. This is what, like, even just other people have said because I hear so much about it. It's like if if a woman takes, like, your TV or your game system and she smashes it into the floor because, let's say, you, like, cheated, okay? Which, I mean... I don't know. If you cheat, then the relationship should just be over. But that seems to not be enough for people. And I'm going to say people. However, majority of the time, and really for this whole bit, okay, I'm talking about the majority of the time, I'm talking about women, okay? So you would think, oh, yeah, the relationship should just be over. Okay, that sucks, you know. But no, 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 no. That's not enough. That's not enough. They got to destroy shit. They got to make you feel shitty too, okay? And so if they want to smash up your TV and your game console, people will justify that. Oh, my God, that was so great. Yas, queen. But if a piece of glass flies into her eye, oh, you're paying to get her eye fixed. <laughs> Somebody justify it, please. Please try. Um, Let's see. I kind of touched on it, but uh, kids, that's another one, you know. Notice that you don't find many men teaching preschoolers. Granted, I don't know how many actually want to be teaching preschoolers, but I know that I didn't even, let me see, my first male teacher, I didn't have my first male teacher until I got to middle school. And, you know, I was like rotating classes. But elementary school, I think the only male teacher that I could recall was like our gym teachers. And uh, we had an art teacher that was a guy. Okay. Uh, Let's see. What does that say dates? Oh, yeah. You know, we we talk about inequality a lot. Ladies, let me ask you this. And feel free to uh, tell me about a time that you have. I would love to hear it. Tell me about a time that you asked a guy out. To where you said, hey, I don't know if you were doing, you know, anything on Saturday, but I would love to catch a movie. You know, something like that. That, that, yeah, that doesn't really happen. I personally have never been asked out by a woman. I mean, I've had my girlfriend, of course, say like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Yeah, that's fine. But I'm talking about, you know, at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah, that's, that's, that's never happened. Uh, hmm. Yeah, nothing I can think of. But like I said, feel free to tell me about times that you have. And, you know, going along with that, when are we going to get rid of that, what do you want to call it? What do you want to call it? Tradition, I guess. When do you want to get, when do we get rid of that tradition where the guy has to always pay? You know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys who were like, yeah, you just pay. I have no problem with that. My thing is, and if you ever watched, uh, if you ever watched uh, the Boondocks, 
that pile of racist garbage that it is, but it's funny garbage. Uh, who was it? Riley? Riley was like, why do I got to pay for these hoes to eat? And then Huey, the brother, said something to the effect of, you're not paying for the woman, you're paying for the meal. And Riley's like, well, I'm paying. So that makes her a hoe. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, the way that I feel about it, just me personally, okay? I feel like if we go out and there is an expectation for me to pay, that's okay. But then I have the expectation of sex afterwards. And I know all the ladies in here are going, oh my God, how dare you? You are not entitled to a woman's body just because you pay for her meal. And I would agree with you. I would actually, I would actually very much agree with you. But I don't think you can have that thought while going, yeah, if a man takes me out, he's supposed to pay for me. So I got to give up my money that I go out and work for. But you mean to tell me that you can't bend your legs like the McDonald's sign? Like, come on. it's I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they're comparable, okay? I'm just saying seems to be on one side. Let's see. Moving along. Courting, eh, kind of the same thing as dates, really. Drinks, eh, you know, yeah, when's the last time that a woman's bought a man a drink? That's a good question. Well, see, I don't go to, uh, I haven't been to bars that often. So, you know, I can't really, I don't really have experience in that area. But that's another thing that I would imagine doesn't happen often, at least not in TV. In TV, you always see, you always see men, men buying drinks for women. I honestly feel like it would be kind of weird if a woman bought me a drink. I don't know. I would probably think that it would be a trans ma- uh, trans woman at that point. Because I feel like a trans woman might have more of that uh, toxic... Uh, uh, well, actually, no, that would be a woman. So it wouldn't be toxic masculine traits because... They're women now. Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm still trying to understand this stuff. I, I'm just going to give up on that one before I uh, dig myself into a ditch. So that was what I got so far. And those are definitely... Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm missing one more. Hold on. Stalkers. Oh, yeah. That one. That one is definitely one that I have uh, some experience on. Uh, I don't believe I've ever stalked anybody, but I've, I have had a couple of stalkers. And... The reaction has been the same. I've had one male stalker and I've had two female stalkers in my life. And in the case of the male stalker, it was a gay male stalker. And (laughs) when I said, uh, no, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Everyone then said, oh, do you not like him because you're homophobic? So that's how that one went. Apparently that I'm I'm homophobic because I don't appreciate the advances of uh, of another male and you and believe me when I say believe me when I say I was not rude about it when I said I wasn't interested in fact that person knew that I was with that I had a girlfriend he literally like knew her personally so it it made it just extra line stepping but 
that is what that is. And then with the two women stalkers, I would tell people and they would literally just laugh. They're like, <laughs> so that's what I get. Or I'm sorry, that's what I got. And even, you know, not even just with that, because that's not even necessarily just a woman thing. I think that applies to other types of disadvantaged people. I think I told you guys about when I went to summer camp with that kid who had some sort of genetic, I don't know if it was a disease or a disorder or, or something, but like if he got cut, his blood wouldn't pool or not pool, but it wouldn't, um, he wouldn't stop bleeding. Like his, his, you know what I'm trying to say. Okay. If he had a paper cut, he would, you know, drain all the blood out of his body. Okay. Um, and because of that, this kid was not allowed to participate in any of like the sporting events. Like he was at the summer camp, but he pretty much just sat at a table the entire time. It was really just a fancy daycare. But um, I remember that this kid knew that, and he would use it to fuck with people. And he especially liked to fuck with me, okay? I'm a big kid, all right? Or was a big kid. I mean, hell, I'm still a big kid now. Just in a grown-ass man's body. But I remember specifically one day this kid, he was walking past me, and I was in the middle of playing a game, and he uh, a, a card game, okay? And he grabbed my arm, and he, like, yanked my arm back. And, okay... I will admit, I am several several times larger, was several, several times larger than that kid was, okay? Not saying that that kid dislocated my arm. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my God, he hurt me. But, like, it kind of fucking hurt. It caught me off guard. I wasn't prepared for it. It kind of fucking hurt. So I go to my uh, go to the counselors, the fucking douchebags, and I'm like, hey, like he just grabbed my arm, twisted my arm back. It, it kind of hurt because I can't just punch the kid. Normally, I would just punch him. But, you know, you punch a sick kid, it's, it, 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 it's, ugh. Might as well have just kill the baby, like, honestly. Might as well just toss it off the damn, you know, Golden Gate Bridge. Because uh, you had to add a wedlock, and it's the 1920s. And, you know, stuff like that would have got you thrown off of the bridge. So you had to make a choice. It was between you and the baby. And you're like, well, shoot, I can't take care of the baby if I'm dead. So, you know. Duh. And they were like, why? Like, just handle it. You're bigger than him. Just handle it. So that, to me, meant handle it. So that's what I did. He came over to me. He said something to me. And I punched him. I punched him right in the middle of his chest. And he starts crying, and then they came over and had the balls to get mad at me and say, why did you hit him? And I said, because and this was when I was, I was like 11, maybe 12. Yeah, like 12. And I'm like, you guys told me to handle it. Like, we didn't tell you to hit him. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have fucking handled it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. When you have, if a man has a woman stalker, they say the same thing. They say, well, handle it. What can she do to you? Like, well, nobody cares. And, you know, to be fair, okay, to play advocate, all right, the other way around, when a lot of women have, have male stalkers, a lot of the time what they hear is, well, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything, so, like, there isn't anything that we can do about it. And thankfully, laws have been changed on that, okay? So now um, you can actually, like... You know, there's actual fangs and claws to fight back against that kind of stuff. The, granted, it's not perfect. There are still, you know, 
old-fashioned cops that are like, yeah, he just likes you. He'll get over it. It's just a crush. It ends up nothing. And then these, you know, poor people, mostly women, end up getting assaulted or murdered, and, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But now we've gone, like, in the complete opposite direction, I feel like. Like, I've known guys who have had ex-girlfriends, like, break into their houses and such, and the cops go, eh, was she there when you got there? And you're like, no. Like, yeah, we can't really, you know, prove it was her. Plus, like, she didn't do anything. You're okay. Like, at least, at least when it was male, uh, man on woman stalking, at least they acknowledged that it was happening. But it was like a, we can't do anything about it. But when it's the other way around, it's like a, what are you scared of a woman for? I don't know. I feel like feminists should be upset at that because that kind of insinuates that women can't be threats to men, that they're, you know, just completely weaker and inferior to men. I don't know. It sounds a little misogynistic to me. But I digress. All right, we're going to move off of this one. Uh, I tell you, after I've gotten uh, back to exercising, you know, you don't realize just how old you are until you start exercising again. And then you're like, wow, I feel so great. I felt like shit before. Damn, I really got to, you know, get myself together. Uh, <laughs> I might not make it past 40, which I mean, let's be real here. Let's be real here. Life really only goes downhill after you turn 17. See, these kids think, these kids think that, yeah, as soon as I turn 18, I'll be an adult. I can do whatever I want. It's it's kind of the opposite. It's like you spend the, the, you spend 17 years of your life, like being allowed outside to go and play. And then you turn 18 and that's when you got to come back inside. And then you never go back out. That's kind of what it's like. But <laughs> as much as as much as uh, the exercising has made me feel like a brand new man, I'll tell you one thing that really made me realize I was old, okay? So, <laughs> so I decided to buy myself a Nintendo Switch. I just got one like two weeks ago, and I got it because... I wanted to get the new Pokemon games when they come out. They're like redoing black and white or something of that sort. And I'm like, well, shoot, I played the original black and white when it came out. I've played most of the remakes. I definitely want to get into this. Now, I will preface this, okay, with the fact that, one, I turned 27 in like two weeks, okay? Two, I played the original red and blue Pokemon game. Okay, I played the crap out of it. All right, I did not play gold and silver, but then I played Ruby and Sapphire so many times, I'm convinced that I can do it with my eyes closed. And then, pretty much every game after Ruby and Sapphire, I've played but just once. Okay, uh, it just took me a while to get onto Sword and Shield because I didn't see a switch as a uh, I'm sorry, I didn't see Sword and Shield as a real reason to get a switch. But I want the new game. Switch has other cool games. Got a My Hero Academia game that I'm thinking about picking up. So I figured, fuck it. Why not? Plus the price is going way down from what they originally were. So I got me a Switch. And I got myself a Pokemon Sword. So I'm playing it, all right? 
So I'm like, man, you know, it's been a few years since the last time I played a Pokemon game. I wonder what this is like. And have you guys realized just how much they changed these games? Oh, I came in like an 80-year-old grandfather who listened to Skrillex for the first time, okay? Like, this isn't music, it's just noise. Where's the musicians? Where's the instruments? Oh, my God. It First of all, first of all, okay? I'm going to sound like a whiny little bitch right now, okay? First of all, all right, back in my day, <laughs> you had to actually train your Pokemon. People, look, people who have played the original Pokemon games, the first, like, four gens, four or five generations of Pokemon, okay? Do you guys remember, like, for the people who wanted a Gyarados, having to catch those shitty level five Magikarps, and then having it in, you have it start, you know, have at the beginning of your team, and then you switch it out for another Pokemon, and that was how you leveled up your Magikarp. Like, even though it learned Tackle at, what, 15? It's still garbage, okay? doesn't do shit. Like, you would think that a Pokemon that's all scale and bones would be able to do some damage if it tackled somebody. Nope. And it's, like, the size of your head. So, whatever. And that was how you had to train your Pokemon. And then, you know, a little bit later on into the game, you got that EXP share, all right? And the EXP share let you put it on one Pokemon, and they would get, like, half... I think, of the experience that you were, you know, any other Pokemon would get from the battles. And that was okay. I was okay with that. It really made me feel like I was actually training my Pokemon and having to use them. Because as soon as you, you know, got them up to a level where they could actually battle on their own, oh yeah, you sure as hell were having them battle. That way you could actually get up your evolutions, right? But now they have it. So that your Pokemon, like the whole team gets experience. Now, the person who spent, you know, like who spent the most time in the battle will get more points than the other ones. But still, like I got a, uh, what is it? A Dreepy? A Droopy? I think it's a Dreepy. That damn ghost dragon. I got that at level one. Put it at the back of my team. It, it hasn't even seen the battlefield and it's already level like 32. Ah. Uh. And the funny thing is, the I really realized just how just how much that was affecting the game when I looked in my bag and noticed that I had like fifteen rare candies, and you know back in the day, back in the day, you know you got a rare candy and you're like, oh my god, rare can- finding a rare candy in a Pokemon game would be the equivalent of finding like a gold coin in your backyard. Like, it was exciting when you got it. And now I have these, and I don't even need them for nothing. Then they changed. So now you can access your your PC from anywhere. You can just swap your Pokemon out while you're, like, in the middle of tall grass. And see, that one I understand. That one I actually understand. Because I like to look at it in, like, two categories, okay? I like looking at the things that would make sense in the Pokemon world. And then I think of stuff for the player, okay? So, like with the experience going to your whole team, that, to me, affects the player. Like, that changes my experience of the game and how I progress through this game. And that's kind of what I don't like. 
However, being able to access your PC from anywhere actually kind of makes sense, okay? Because if you think about it, like, you just, like, digitize your Pokemon pretty much. You, you practically scan them, okay? And then they're just, you know, digitized. So, you know, in this gen of Pokemon, they pretty much got, like, Apple Watches now. So it kind of makes sense for you to be able, you know, technology does better. Maybe Professor Oak's, like, great-great-grandson or whatever the hell this Pokemon game takes place, you know, develop that technology. That makes sense to me. That I'll let pass. Uh, let's see, what else? Have you guys... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guys, what the hell is up with the fact that, like, every screen transition that you make, there is now somebody who will just heal your team, okay? When did that happen? In the original games... Hell, in the first, like, four generations of Pokemon games, that never happened. You had Pokemon centers, and that was it. <laughs> there was nobody going, hey, you're doing great so far. Let me heal your team up for you. Oh, thanks, man. That shit never happened. So now, like, you don't even need potions anymore. Remember when you had to actually pay attention to your money? Because you were like, damn, I got to buy these revives, but I also got to buy these, you know, super potions and hyper potions. And, you know, I got to buy all these. Yeah, now you don't really have to. I'm certain that you could go through this game without buying a single potion now. Because, like, you go into a into a cave or a tunnel, there's someone right there at the entrance ready to heal your Pokemon. And then you walk out of the tunnel, somebody there ready to heal your damn Pokemon. Oh, you're getting ready to go into a uh, part of the story where there's going to be a fight coming up? Yeah, you better, um, you better uh, let me heal your Pokemon up real quick. Like, it, it's, ugh. Like, I remember back when your Pokemon got poisoned, and if you didn't have an antidote, you know, you had to, like, hop on that bike and ride your ass over to the over to the uh, Pokemon Center. And then, your, and then your screen would do that little, you know, the little thing to show, like, your Pokemon taking, taking damage off of it. And then, but if you were on your bike, you know, because it was based off of how many steps you took, it would be, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, you take enough steps, and then it says, like, oh, your Eevee died. And then you're like, ah, shit, like, I'm fucked. Nope. Have no fear. Officer, I'm sorry, Nurse Joy is here. Like, just, damn, she just took her act to the road. Okay. Caravan of the traveling nurses. Some shit. Uh, let's see. What else about that I don't want to complain about? Um, I will say, though, one thing that I do like about it, about these newer games, is, um, oh, wait, did I say like? No, I lied. I meant to say, find really fucking irritating, is how they nerfed the shit out of the gym leaders. What happened to the gym leaders? They used to be, remember when you would go and you would fight this gym leader, they would whoop your ass, right? But you could maybe beat, like, their first Pokemon, and then that would get you guys some experience. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to go in. I'm going to use, like, no potions or nothing. I'm going to just do it dry, get experience, level up that way, and then I'll come back. Or, you know, you just run around the wild and stuff. You don't have to do that. You can just do run, like, one straight run through a gym leader and beat them. And speaking of gym leaders, oh, what what is up with these stupid ass gym challenges? Oh, you gotta you gotta hurt the sheep around this thing before you can fight the gym leader. Well, fuck that. Tell him get his ass out here. Damn, in the in the, <laughs> back in my day, yeah, you're gonna hear that a lot. So buckle in, buckle up, or whatever it is. 
Now, back in my day, you just walked in, all right? There would be two gym trainers, okay? And you would beat those guys, and then you would just go fight the gym leader. Then you gotta go through all these puzzles and apparatuses and... Oh, this shit, this is dumb. It's just a waste of my time. Not even enjoyable. Hell, the water chick, you gotta go and turn off water coming out of the pipes. Like, come on. It's like I'm playing Arkham Asylum. Jesus. Just let me get through this. I'm wasting my damn time. Um, though... <laughs> and then they take away... Oh, God. Then they had the nerve to take away the need to teach your Pokemon HMs. And along with that, I'm going to add... TMs now being multi-use. Now, TMs have been multi-use for the last few gens, because I'm more talking about the modern era of Pokemon, not specifically Sword and Shield, okay? But modern Pokemon games have made TMs like HMs, where they are they they you know have infinite uses. But now they also have it so that HMs are no longer necessary, and that's bullshit, okay? I no, I want kids to deal with that same level of anxiety that I had to deal with trying to go get surf out of the safari zone, okay? You remember counting your steps and going, all right, I get, what was it, 150, 250? I think it was 200. You know, uh, wheeling your way around and trying, going, okay, the cottage is right here. And then you get like right outside of the door and then ding, ding, your time is up. Thank you for participating in the safari zone. And you're like, Gotta yeah, do it all over again. I'll tell you, that is what, as a kid, scarred me. Just it, it felt like playing Operation. Like you're just waiting to touch the side. Yeah, you're just waiting for that, what, 250th step. So they took that away. So it's kind of cool. I mean, because you don't have to go through all those hoops and shit. But I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the people who got their driver's license uh, before they took out parallel parking. Where you're like, no, I want them to suffer like I did. (laughs) And then uh, my girlfriend said, well, you know, that was us. We were able to handle harder video games. They didn't have to make them easier for us. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm a hardcore, I'm a more hardcore gamer. Yeah, that's right. I will say, though, I did have some kid trying to talk shit to me. I went over to my friend's house. And her daughter, her daughter's seven, they were talking, she was doing, uh, she was flossing the Fortnite dance, not actually flossing her teeth. And her her younger sister, who's four, was like, oh my God, I hate when you do that. So then I said, uh, I, I forget exactly what I said, okay, but something about like, that's that's what y'all are doing in public now, Fortnite dances. And this and that little girl looked me dead in the face and said, Do you actually know what Fortnite is? And I'ma tell you something, guys. And keep this between us, okay? I have never wanted to punt a kid so bad in my life. I'm like, you little shit. I I, I almost wanted to say load the game up, which I don't even play Fortnite, but I, but I played a lot of Call of Duty and I'm very confident in my abilities. Plus, it's a seven-year-old. 
Seven, what was I? I was in the second grade. What the hell was I playing in the second grade? Yeah, I wasn't playing real games in the second grade. I was still, I don't even think I was playing Pokemon at that point, honestly. Like, little seven-year-old. I know you guys are going to say, dude, what is up with you in picking video game fights with kids? First it was your friend's nephew, and now it's this kid. Well, you know what? Maybe y'all should teach your kids without talking shit. <laughs> okay? Or how about this even better? How about y'all log into the game? How about the parents log in? And then let your kids watch me whoop your ass. And then I bet they won't have nothing to say. Okay? <laughs> uh, which is funny, because I'll be the first person to tell you that I play games just to have fun. I don't know. I don't like shit talkers. <laughs> as as he proceeds to sit here and uh, brag to people about how he could beat children in, in video games. Yeah, he really is going to gonna <laughs> cast a stone. Okay, buddy. Okay. Uh, shit, what else did they do to Pokemon games? So, yeah, they took out the need for your Pokemon to learn HMs, which the hard part with that was going, okay, I have to have a Pokemon that can learn, like, Surf, which is fine. That's pretty easy because you're, pro- you're most likely going to have some sort of water type on your team Anyway, not a big deal. Hell, if you get the Gyarados, well, then boom, Gyarados is your surfer. All right, well, now i got to have a flying type. Probably got to have one of those, too. But, like, strength? Any Pokemon can learn that. Rock Smash? And most Pokemon can learn that. Mainly a fighting type. It did kind of... I'm not going to say limit. I don't know. What I would do is I would have what I used to call HM Horrors, which would just be a Pokemon that had four HMs on it. It would generally be, like... Cut, Strength, Rock, Smash, and uh, Cut, Strength, Smash. Yeah, Cut, Strength, Rock, Smash. I don't know. Name something else. Flash. Okay. And uh, I don't know. They just gave it too damn easy to these kids. Too easy. Elite Four fucking jokes now. Jeez. Like, by the time that you get to the Elite Four now, like, your Pokemon are pretty much 10 or 15 levels higher than all the other ones i will tell you what the one that was really fucking hard was uh fire red that one was hard like you go through the elite four and then you go that's really not that bad that's the end of the game and then they go okay you're gonna go to this new region and it's once you go to that new region oh yeah those elite four when they get uh when they get like uh tyranitar and stuff yeah those are the ones that'll beat your ass because i made the mistake of going into it thinking that it was going to be the same thing as the uh, previous Elite Four, yeah, no. No, that's uh, not how that works. They gave me the work, okay? Not fun. Wouldn't recommend. Don't underestimate them, but also don't don't sleep on that game. Fire Red, pound for pound, even though third gen is my favorite gen of Pokemon, Fire Red is the most fun single Pokemon game that I've played. For handheld, I don't count Pokemon Stadium. They will never top Pokemon Stadium, Okay, they need to redo it. That's what they need to do. All right, I don't know something about Pokemon State. It's just, just it's it's like the same as the games, but it's not. And the people who played it know what I'm talking about. Uh, especially those mini games. That one with the Magikarp. We gotta fl- flip the Magikarp to like hit the hit the little uh, dinger or whatever. Oh, those mini games were the shit. Oh, all right. So we're winding down. Slowing our rolls some. And I thought, what better way to 
end this evening of fun with some with a funny story, maybe two funny stories. And it's kind of funny. So before I started releasing these episodes of the podcast in my head, I actually was recording them on my phone. I used uh, GarageBand because I have a non-MacBook, okay? I have something that's not a MacBook. So I was using GarageBand on my phone to record my episodes. And I had about eight episodes recorded on there. And I have no idea what the hell happened, but they just got deleted. And as upsetting as that was, and it was, I was really, really close to just saying screw it and not doing it. But then I thought, man, I really, really want to do this. So, but <laughs> the problem is I took notes and then I made those episodes and then threw the notes out. So now it's kind of hard for me to remember what it is that I've already done. So sometimes I feel like I'm repeating the same shit. So that little disclaimer out of the way, one episode that I did do was just one about me sharing funny stories from my childhood. You know, harmless ones, okay, that aren't going to uh, put anybody in trouble. So I'm going to share one with y'all now. And I think I'm going to try to end every episode with a funny story, uh, whether I talk about something lighthearted or if I talk about something heavy. And then that way we can feel just a little bit better about ourselves, all right? So <clears throat> when I was a senior, maybe even a sophomore in high school, I had this neighbor named Alex, okay? He was a year under me, okay? And then I had, he had a friend named Nick, okay? Now, Nick looks like he's saying for Escape the Fate, okay? And Alex is just, you know, typical douchebag white kid, right? So I remember that I had this friend named Monica, okay? And she was kind of a buddy of mine. And she had a younger sister. I forget what her younger sister's name was. But Nick had this obsession with this um, with this young lady, the Monica's younger sister, right? So one day, me, Alex, and Nick are walking to my house because Nick's house came first, then Alex's, and then mine was like right after his. And I remember he was telling me, he was like, yeah, this guy, like, Tell him about how you were, like, watching it through her window. And he was like, yeah, yeah, she was just sleeping. I was there for, like, an hour. And I'm listening to this. And I'm like, what? Like, and, and, and even then, you know, I had enough. I didn't have as much awareness as I do now. But even then, I was like, yeah, that's really fucking weird, dude. And then he tells... so. So we walk past Nick's house as we're talking. We walk past Alex's house. We're kind of just standing in front of my house. And Alex is like, dude, go get your yearbook. And he's like, dude. So Nick runs off to go get his yearbook. So I'm like, what's up with his yearbook? And he's like, it's just, just wait. So we're just shooting shit, you know, just waiting for Nick to come back. So he does. And he pulls it out. And he hands it to me. And I go to open it, and the book won't open. Like, I had to pull it apart. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Did you get your book wet or something? Like, did you soak it? And he's like, yeah, you could say that. And I'm looking at Nick, and I'm looking at Alex, and Alex is just looking at me, nodding his He's wide-eyed and nodding his head. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, 
This dude literally, literally <laughs> jerked off so many times and came on the pages so many times that they were all stick together. Needless to say, I dropped the book. Oh, fucking gross. Ugh, just thinking about it makes me want to go wash my hands again. And it's kind of funny because around this time, <laughs> this lady, so we're just standing out there. Like I said, I'm a large black man. Alex, douchebag, white kid. Nick, you know, douchebag, Hispanic kid, right? So this lady is driving by, this old white lady, and she stops the car. And she looks at Alex, and she goes, Honey, are you okay? It's an old woman, like, like in her 70s. And he's looking at her, and he's look, looking at us, and he's like, What? And she's like, Are you okay, sweetie? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, Are you sure? And he's like, I, yeah, I'm sure I'm fine. And then she goes, okay. And then she just drives off. And we're all looking like, dude, what the fuck was that? And we're kind of just chuckling about the fact that this woman saw this one white kid in these, in these two POCs and just automatically thought that he was in danger. That was hilarious. So he's still going on talking about Monica's younger sister that he's obsessed with. And I'm kind of just getting tired of hearing it, honestly. It's been going on like long enough of just hearing his the, the, the shit come out of his mouth. So I'm like, okay, dude, okay. And I'll admit I was a little selfish in this one. I was kind of hoping that Monica would be like, oh my God, you got this weirdo to leave my sister alone. Let me suck you. You know, I was hopeful. It didn't work out, but uh, whatever. So... I'm like, all right, dude, look, here's what's going to happen, okay? First of all, you're going to leave her alone. This creepy shit that you're doing is fucking weird, dude. Stop. It's done. You're not going to do it anymore, okay? Uh, and, and and don't let me hear about you doing this anymore or we're going to have a problem. And I will never forget, this dude parted his hair to the side, looked me in my eyes, and with no hint of sarcasm at all, says, but why? And at that point, I didn't even know what to say. I felt like there was really nothing else to say. And I said, you know what? Okay. Okay. So I want you guys know that back in my younger years, I used to do some mixed martial arts training, little Muay Thai, well, mostly Muay Thai. Okay. And I remember turning around and going, okay, dude, whatever. And I had my back to him. And then I suddenly spun around and I kicked Nick right across his jaw. <laughs> and then immediately after my foot was back on the ground, I ran up to him and followed it up with two quick, uh, shit, what are they called? Like, uh, like jabs, but like, they're not jabs, but they're not uppercuts either. Almost. Well, in, in any event, I followed it up with two punches to his chest, which apparently punching people in the chest is a hobby of mine. I don't know. If you think about it, it's actually like a pretty good spot to get somebody. Uh, you know, you knock the wind out of him. You even stop somebody's heart. <laughs> but that's like an extreme punch, okay? And <laughs> after that little episode, I guess I'll call it, which lasted two seconds, if even that, 
He's on the he's in the street. He's on the ground, okay? And I'm sitting on my steps like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. I really kicked this kid's ass right in front of my house. Oh fuck. And then he gets up and he like kind of limps away, which is kind of funny because I didn't do nothing to his legs. Kind of limps limps and stumbles away and then acts like he's on his phone. Uh, I know that he was only acting because Alex told me, nah, he's not going to call anybody. He does that whenever he gets his ass kicked. He makes it seem like he's uh, calling somebody. And I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I have no idea what kind of family he is. Like, he has. He might be some douchebag, skinny jean wearing Hispanic kid, but, you know, his dad could be one of those, eh, that's not cool. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's racist. I know it's racist. Okay. <laughs> but you all knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about. So who's the real racist here? Okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Monica told me that, uh, she did not see, uh, that guy around and she never saw. And her sister told me that he, uh, wasn't talking to her at very least for the remainder of the school year. I got him to leave her alone, which is pretty cool. Uh, nothing ended up happening to me. Uh, <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to think. Whatever happened with Nick? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I think he dropped out of school, actually. Could have been because of me? Yeah, I don't know. So, I think that's going to just about do it. Right, wait, is it? Hold on. 17, 28, 38, 45. Yeah, I think that'll just about do it for this episode. I really appreciate all the people who have been giving me five stars. I appreciate that. Make sure you uh, like the Facebook page, the podcast in my head on Facebook. Uh, I've had some people asking me about doing a page on Twitter, and I'll be honest with you guys, I really hate Twitter. I understand that, that there's a lot of reach, but it's it's just, uh, I had Twitter and I had to delete it because it was depressing me. It was just too many people hating each other for no reason than to hate somebody, so I had to delete it for my own mental health. However, the possibility is out there of me making another one, just not right now, okay? So, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the five-star ratings. Make sure you tell your friends, and I will talk to you guys next week. Please, please, don't kick anybody across the jaw, okay? And don't choke them either. All right, see you guys.